We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up the Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1 a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. gone again sam is gone again it is just andy lou doing light years podcast this week brought to you by manscaped promo code light years i'm I'm not i'm not doing a solo pod actually the caption probably gives it away but um sam will be back uh but we're excited this week ben is on mute because he's got 14 kids running around in the background so you know what, what what can you do? It couldn't be me. I'm just I'm just alone sitting in silence every day, you know, in in 60 degree weather in San Francisco. So actually I can't complain about that either. So Ben, are you watching the the Blazers Rockets, by the way? Actually, I probably shouldn't even talk to you, but the Blazers it's just incredible basketball that's playing, being played in the bubble right now. Just it doesn't even seem like uh it doesn't even seem like they haven't hooped in four months or whatever the the number it is at this point. I it seems like these guys have been playing every single day. I guess when you're quote unquote one of the good teams, I mean twenty two teams in the bubble, eight teams, 
kind of the, the crappy teams that weren't going to make the playoffs anyway. I guess you were always preparing for a season, but man, these teams look amazing. Even even the Phoenix Suns, uh, NBA's whipping boy, you know, even Dario Saric and and Devin Booker look amazing. DeAndre Ayton, who we kind of killed, looks amazing. Oh, look who we have coming on. I'm just wasting time I'm talking about DeAndre Ayton and uh, and Devin Booker, so you can come save me. What's up, Logan? How's it going? How you doing, man? Good, What's good. Up, man? What up, G? How you guys doing? You wearing that because you can't get a haircut? Is that what's going on? Or, or are you getting secret? I don't, know, are you, I don't know if y'all putting this online. So, like, if you guys are, I just wanted to make sure that I don't look like a total herb. Hold on. Let me turn this out. And off. Okay, that's all I actually just got my first haircut. First formal haircut in four months. Did you, Sam? Yeah. I got a little fade on the side. Yeah. See, my brother cuts mine now. So it's like a five minute cut. So look. Yeah, you got you got the, the alt right cut. I know. Got the you know I gotta get it. Oh god. I'm like getting my uh, barber right now. Like, yo, is, are, is it safe? Like, what's going on? Like, are you what are you wearing when you do give a haircut? Uh huh. I still haven't fully um like committed yet. But so like, <laughs> so I threw up the uh, I threw up a tweet like, hey, does anyone know uh, a barber shop that's functioning outside mm-hmm. around the city? And of course, uh, Guy Haberman, because um, the man's hair is just at immaculate all, at all, all times. times. Uh, immediately knew a spot that was giving rooftop haircuts in the city. So, Middlecoff didn't give you, didn't recommend a spot. He didn't know a spot. <laughs> was he? Does not him. I, uh, you know, I, I go to him for my uh, <laughs> my gambling tips, not my haircut tips. <laughs> ben Cruz, what up, bro? Ben Cruz stuck with the kids. He's he's got to stick on mute. Okay, you know, sure. he 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 can't keep his. <laughs> he's getting yelled at. Um, Logan Murdoch, you know we've been trying to get you on for the last month or so, or, or Sam and I. But then, like I don't know, like just uh, yeah, yeah, just we're, we're too busy bullshitting with each other. You know, <laughs> so this is like, Andy's fancy way of saying if I don't reach out to someone, we'll never get a guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like a- <laughs> yeah. sure. I mean, it's that's perfect timing right now. So you know, that's cool. Yeah. So let's let's start there. The ringer, huh? Congratulations, man. Woo! You guys, man, appreciate it. Appreciate it. What's uh? Are you Max are contract. you moving down to LA? No, nah, I'm being a Bay. I'm still in the Bay. Okay. Uh, unless like I want to down the line, uh, but as of now, I want to stay in the Bay as long as possible. Nice. And so I mean, LA's not bad though. Moving to LA ain't bad. It's not I mean, bad. Not- but like here's the thing with me, and I don't know, like, and I'm probably your fan base probably gonna love this, but like I don't I only like LA from afar. You know what I mean? I go to LA weekend trips. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. As of right now. You know what I mean? I, every time I go to LA, it's cool for like four or five days. Like the Clippers uh Clippers Warriors series last year was great because it was just, you know, it was it was about five days out there. It was it was a nice little vibe, but I gotta get back to the crib. So I, I, I definitely bay over LA. There we go. All right. So so Lakers just wants to go to you the will club. not be just the club. You will not be wearing a uh Lakers twenty three jersey around around town in LA. Not in LA no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. Like that, that was I got a lot of thing about being a Laker fan. I, I, I mean, I guess that was an open. I, I thought I told everybody that I grew up a Laker fan. I thought that was that was out in the open, but 
yeah, no. That, that's what it is, man. That's, that's what I've been doing. People have this thing, and I know you guys know this. There are a lot of Laker fans in the Bay. Like, people don't – I don't I don't think people realize that. And, um, and a lot of times when I went to, to games growing up, there were a lot of Laker fans at, the, at Oracle when I was growing up. And I know you guys probably hated that, much to you guys' chagrin. Yeah, you guys hated <laughs> yeah it. we, we but, just uh, try to pretend that didn't happen. But objectively, any, any uh, Warrior-Laker game at Oracle in the OOs – uh, yeah. You know, you'd see a lot of number eight, number four, 24 jerseys, depending what year it was. A lot of 34 jerseys, you know, some <laughs> Robert Ory's up in there. Like it was Jeez. to get to like a 60 40 split would be good for Warrior fans back in the day. It was, it was, people don't, you guys don't like to talk about that history. You guys don't like to, you guys don't like to uh, bring that up a lot. <laughs> between, no, by the way, between propaganda here, we got, yeah. we got to rewrite history, pretend right. that happened. We got too many Lakers people coming out. We had Aaron, um, Aaron Lor- Lor- Laurel, Lorsel, come on, like a couple yeah. weeks ago. He was okay. a Laker fan now. Oh, my God, you, okay. just closet Laker fan. Just Jesus, Sam. <laughs> Actually, we, want, Logan, we'll, we'll get you back next week. What we really need is, like, a quality two to three years of the Warriors and Lakers actually being good at the same time. I don't think that – I don't know. When, when is that going to happen, bro? Like, I don't. I thought it was going to happen in, last year. And it in theory, next year, maybe. I don't know. Whatever next sell. year is, but for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 2023, right? <laughs> <laughs> LeBron and Steph were done by then, so I don't know. That's you know, you gonna have Kate Cunningham against actually, well, Damian Lillard, right? Since he's going to LA, that's that's a new one. Jordan, <laughs> that's a new one. You know, Jordan Poole versus like the other. Stop it! Player. Stop it! Jordan, Jordan Poole not not he's not gonna be on the team. And <laughs> I'm not giving Jordan actually. Poole. I rock with Jordan Poole. <laughs> we'll we'll start right here. Actually, I was gonna save this one for when we uh, when we got bored. But one of our uh, one of our listeners asked a question um, for Logan. Which of the let me find the exact wording because I don't want to. Are we it. starting the podcast with a Jordan Poole question? Absolutely. It just gets bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Here from from Danny Burt thirty three. Okay. If the Warriors can only keep one, who do you keep? Jordan Poole or Alex Smiley? <laughs> I'm, well, I'm going to pick Jordan Poole at this point. I mean, at this point, yeah. Like, Jordan Poole had a great uh, – well, I would say not a great, a very solid end to the season. And I'm sure you guys would agree with that. A way better end, because I know your propaganda. I've seen your, t- your timeline. <laughs> I know what it is. If, if we just look at your timeline, you would have thought that, that Smiley was just an all-star. But Jordan Poole had a very, very solid end to the season. So at, right now, I'm picking Jordan. I, mean, I can't disagree with that. And it's funny. He gets uh, he gets hyped as a shooter. And by the end of the season, Kerr has him running point guard. And his best skill is clearly his passing. I don't, I don't know what it is about the Warriors. They keep trying to draft guys who can shoot. And they turn out to be more It's passes. funny. I was watching uh, – like before I got on here, I was watching, um, I was watching Rockets uh, Blazers. Uh, and right, Daniel House is a ball. Yep. Yeah. perfect yep. <laughs> Right, <laughs> he's out here balling. But um, oh, nah, man, it's the Warriors have been. It's been interesting. They got Pascal, so and I think they got Pascal at the right time because their drafts are going to look funny in the light. I think that the, you know, without the star power, their drafts they need to get back to um, better drafts than they've been doing in the past. So. Hopefully Pascal shakes out and Poole plays continues to play like how he was playing. Like, yeah, 
Actually, let's start. Let's 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 keep going on this route because we had okay. Connor Laterno come come on. Sure. We had Aaron come on. We had some guys come on that essentially kind of not said it, but kind of hinted. Maybe the Warriors front office scouting department are gonna. Maybe they need to get better. Maybe they need some help. So, w- what are your thoughts, or maybe what have you heard of them? You know, what, what's um, the kind of stuff that's floating around? I think. Well, I mean, like I said, I think that they did a really good job in this um, in this draft. Hmm. You know, with Pascal, and they got a guy. You know, that for a, right. a two week yeah. stretch. Alex's, uh, I mean, Alex, uh, sorry. <laughs> Andy, Andy's uh, timeline was basically a rookie of the year stand account. You know what I mean? <laughs> there was a time where he outplayed John Morant in Memphis where we were like, oh, okay, well, well, maybe, maybe he might be a, maybe he might be a rookie of the year candidate. So I think that Pascal in this draft and if Poole can continue to do well, that I think they're on an upward trajectory. Um, the Smiley, I love Smiley. Smiley's a great guy in the locker room. I'm not sure that they had to do what they had to do to get him. <laughs> really? Um, and, and, you know, if he was their project, he could have just been their project, right? Right. He just stayed in G League and just been there. But they, I guess they just were hell-bent on paying Smiley. They just wanted to pay him um, NBA money. But I think that hopefully that's that, that, that uh, works out for them. But Smiley just – it was to the point during the end of the season where, like, if he just got a bucket, Chase Center just went for like bonk. <laughs> it's like the new Beedrons. It was some. Uh, it was some like peak two thousand three, two thousand four Oracle vibes. At that yeah, point going on where it's just, it's like almost you can't tell if they're mocking him or they're actually into him, but it's kind yeah. of the same thing. I have a question for you guys because I mean we all grew up here, right? Yeah. And I came from the I I grew up rooting against the Warriors, and I knew what it was like to you know to to see the Warriors be terrible, but from a different vantage point. Right. How is it for you guys to where they lack of a better term they have sucked our entire lives up until this point, right? The Warriors have just been terrible up until this run. How was it for you guys to see them just be unworldly great? for a five, six year stretch. Was that, that was weird for me to see that, to see them on like a national scale. How was it for you guys to see them just be ridiculously good for a six year stretch? You know, it's actually on. So I wish I had experienced more of it off social media, which it, it is what I would say. No, no, no. Honestly. <laughs> now a lot of the social media stuff is super fun, but honestly, I, I think a lot of people when they're, you know, most people aren't on Twitter all day long. Like yeah. there's a lot of people that are on Twitter. Like most people I think are mostly on IG yeah. and, and maybe even Facebook. Dude, I think TikTok. I spent too much time. I, I kind of wish like you guys I loved spent that. too much time defending your dynasty as opposed to just loving it. Uh, I think. Yes. That's, uh, that's when I say, when I say, I wish I spent less time. I think that's what I am trying to say. And where I it's just like, like I feel like you guys continue to defend it when there is no like who cares? Who cares? You guys well, have three chips in five years. Well, no, no, no. I think the the drawback to that or the the counter to that would be it's okay. actually fun to do that okay. if you're not actually angry about it. And I don't believe, and I can't speak for Sam, that we're actually sitting at home and pissed off if Matt Moore or Bamani Jones. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, like, if they're saying, like, Steph is not a star, it doesn't actually piss us off. But it is like fun to tweet about. Your fans get pissed off when they Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That is true. 
the big oh man yep. when you guys say when they say Steph isn't a star oh. when they say he's not a top five player when they say he's not the best player in the league you of all guys time get mad salt of all time well <laughs> isn't it also like it, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a dog chasing its tail like no there's is. no level of satisfaction you can get like so if everyone's like oh they're amazing the response could be like well you don't really believe that <laughs> I know you, you know don't truly, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna piss, believe it. I'm gonna piss your whole fan base off. <laughs> I'm gonna and I came here and I made you a might have to. You I'm gonna to I'm gonna piss I'm gonna piss your fan base off. <laughs> I think it's when it comes to Steph, there's big Laker Kobe energy when you guys diss. Oh, oh like yeah. big, big like rings energy. Except for rings, it's like MVPs, unanimous MVPs. It's like, bro, his Steph certified. He's Teflon. Like, why? I don't even know why we're doing this, but you guys love, love it's it. big, like five rings, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's big. big oh, no, big that doesn't. Game. By the way, one, that's not going to, that's not going to piss the, the fan base off. That's going to, that's going to ignite them because okay, uh, we've been, we've been kind of leaning in on that one. Like it's at this point, it's mirroring, you know, mid O's Kobe energy where you're kind of like, if the Warriors somehow figure it out and win another title, it's gonna feel almost more so like it's like it's if similar. it's like if Kobe, it's like the 06 Kobe team. If right. 06 Kobe team was like won 62 games, sure, that's how I feel like when I see the timeline. That's what I see. All the time. I'm like, why, 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 why are we doing this? I don't get it. He well, he also has a shot to even mirror the career of Kobe, right? Like the. And you can mirror it to Kevin Durant leaving. And then if Steph is able to win a few more titles with kind of his version of Lamar Odom and Pau Gasol, that's kind of the same. I don't know if it's the same because because I don't know if it's the same because I don't think that Steph's getting that. Because you got to remember, remember when Kobe was – when Shaq left, that was just <laughs> on his head that he could never win without Shaq. Yeah. I don't think that that's going to be on Steph's head in the like way that. that it was on Kobe. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think if, he, if, if Steph retired in the next two years, he's good, I think. No, but it is that sort of thing where, you know, let's just say he has a nice little career the rest of the way, but they never compete for another title, right? Yeah, he becomes James he's, Harden. No, not even that. I mean, you can't take away what he's already done. Yeah, let, he's, let the, he's let all, the dig fly. Let the dig fly. He's already a Hall of Famer. But if he wants to be remembered in that, like, all-time, you know, top 10 to 15, whatever, like, it does kind of probably require the Warriors to compete, maybe win one more title during so. the run. So, or maybe that's just the sort of thing that kind of keeps fans engaged at this point going forward because it's like – Essentially, they've accomplished everything there is to accomplish over the last five years. That's so like a one up on everybody, everyone in his right. competition. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get, and that's not just, and I'm not trying to say that he's like a top five player all time. But what I'm saying is, is like for a fan base, you guys don't have to argue that much. You guys don't have to, y'all don't. See? Have to. I I don't think so because okay, bet against LeBron, you guys already beat LeBron, right? Against Kevin Durant, you guys already beat Kevin in a, in a, in a seven-game series, right? You, James Harden, every person well, that you put up. What we're getting at is the internet's just a terrible place. It just it just finds ways to. What Logan's trying. <laughs> I'm just saying, I get it. You know, I get what you guys are doing. I do have another question, and I know this is a podcast, and I'm the guest, and I shouldn't be asking. 
No, go I do have a question. What is what is your real thoughts on LeBron James? What are your real thoughts on? Ooh. I want to hear not Twitter thoughts. I want to hear the real thoughts. And I don't. And I know you guys are gonna lose some followers off of this if y'all compliment <laughs> the But I just want to hear your real, real thoughts. Andy, you go first. Ooh. All right, I'm bringing up Sam's tech. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, you know, my real thought on LeBron James oh, is Andy shook. He used to be no. I have the answer in my head. I'm trying to formulate how I want to say it without sounding like a fucking asshole. Um, he used to be one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA. Um, Cleveland LeBron and then Miami LeBron. Uh, I was one of those guys that hated the Miami move, and then I watched him play <laughs> for th- for four seasons. And I was like, well, you know, I, I do love watching the guy play basketball now. Somewhere along the lines after he left Miami, it might have been the last year of Miami, was I got sick and tired of listening to other people talk about LeBron James. There was literally nothing worse. Well, actually, I'm sure there is. But truly, one of the most insufferable things about LeBron James is the people around him talking about him. And that made it almost impossible to watch the same thing about Steph Curry. Nah, but Le- Steph ain't LeBron like that, though. Like, he doesn't have, like, like, and I'm the biggest Steph stand, but he doesn't have the footprint and, and social media and all that type of stuff that LeBron James has. Like, it's, you gotta, he doesn't have the hive. He doesn't have the hive. Steph doesn't have the hive that LeBron has, is what you're saying? Or just not the, even the that, resources just, around him, like the clutch and things like that. And media. And, yep. Okay. Yep. All of that. All of that. Right. Like LeBron has his clutch. He has so Nike. I feel like he has you like all of that. You, Steph is not. I close. feel like you. I'm. I'm gonna psychoanalyze right here. I feel like you still like LeBron, the basketball player. You don't like everything around it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. The right? like to me, you know. Exactly. You know how you talk about like the the Steph timeline stuff. I think the LeBron timeline stuff is twenty times worse. I saw today somebody who was it Lord Pierce, Lloyd Pierce, that talked about he's a he's a combination of both Maya Moore and Colin Kaepernick. Bro, shut the fuck up. Who? What are we doing? The Lloyd Pierce said that about LeBron. Like, bro, yeah. yeah. Nah, what are we man, doing? I gotta here? push back on that. Nah, let me push back on that. Let me push back on it, please. What, what LeBron has done is very monumental for a black male athlete to do. He is doing initiatives for people to vote. And especially that is very monumental considering the fact that that right is getting stripped out of a lot of people, stripped away from a lot of people. So I will, from if we're going to go the av- uh, the uh, activist route, I will say that LeBron has done his thing in the activist route. I'm not going to use that as an, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, I would say, um, he's done his thing, man. He is bro built a, built a school for underprivileged youth, man. Like I think his activist thing is Teflon right now, man. I can't say he's killing it. I mean, did he have to sacrifice? Did he have to sacrifice like a Colin Kaepernick? No, but that's the point, has, right? But he has used his voice, and he and when it comes down and we look at the history books as far as sports goes, because you got to understand, not everybody has to be. Not everybody has to be a certain way. It's an activism is just like a team. Everybody has their role. LeBron is doing it, and he supported Kaepernick. He supported Meyer Moore. He's done all these things. Not everybody has to sacrifice. He made a school. He's also he's also helping people vote, bro. I don't think you realize. I'm, I'm with uh, I'm with Logan on this one because yeah, but I'm not denigrating I, any of that. Though. No, but I, I have not said that, that any of that is a bad uh, thing getting into a com- conversation about like comparing who does more 
Bradley. Kevin Durant had a school. We've well, heard, heard nothing about Kevin Durant's school. That's my thing. I sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. It's just I don't want to be painted as the guy that's hating on any of that stuff. I just don't like the fact that why is that part of the MVP case? Steph has done nothing. Anthony Davis doesn't do it. Kevin Durant has been on the MVP case. Have you seen it be on the MVP case of him? Just because I, friend the, I have friend of the program, Dave McMenamin, our, our best friend. He's come on. He's done that. It's all over the jump. It's all over ESPN. Kendrick Perkins. Those are loud voices. Me, me, me and Sam aren't loud voices compared to those guys. Those compared guys to millions no, of I followers. feel like uh, <laughs> when we get into an, av- uh, an activist standpoint, LeBron yeah. is definitely at the top of the list. And especially among his peers, when you talk about um, he's going to, I think he's going to be in the same breath as um, a Muhammad Ali or a Bill Russell or somebody like that. And um, he's just, he's put in the work and I, and I'm not going to say he hasn't. And um, I don't think you could compare him to a Colin Kaepernick or anything like that, but he sure. has done work. He has, um, he, ha- he, his life and his journey didn't, it didn't make sense for him to, uh, you know, take a knee and do all that stuff because he also was in the NBA, right? He also was an ally for Kaepernick during a time when a lot of these people weren't allies of Kaepernick. He was wearing the Kaepernick stuff at a, at a big stage and saying, I agree with what he, this man is doing. And, and I am using this, the, my resources to build a school and to do a voting initiative because every place, quite frankly, isn't like California where it is very accessible to vote. We're talking about places like Georgia where the voting system in a lot of ways is rigged and rigged, uh, skewed where people of color can't vote um, and have a hard time to vote. And you talk about a place like Kentucky where there was only one polling site in the whole state. LeBron is helping to um, alleviate that and making sure people representation, not just people that look like me, but people that look like you, Andy, and people that look like you, Sam, people that are people of color. Oh, we don't count. That, you know that. Um, you know, Asians don't count people of color. You know that. I, I, I count. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, I get your I point. Mean, I'm just I get saying. Your point. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't, don't want to go down just too far, but I do feel like LeBron has done his fair share, and I feel like I should defend that. Yeah, so, so th- since Andy gave his answer, I'll give mine. LeBron is the second or third best player of my lifetime. Not going to put him above Jordan because I'm a salty old man at this point. Okay. Um, <laughs> but my, my, only, my only issue, and I have no issues with him as a person or what he's done, everything, it's mm. – it's generally the discourse thing. It's it's a 2020. We can't separate. We can't actually talk critically about anyone in any sort of way. And by the way, I feel this way about Steph too. Like Steph's the best probably guard under six six who's ever played in the NBA. Like any player you argue is a better player than Steph Curry in history is significantly larger than him. It's like everyone from, you know, like, oh, Kobe's better than him or Kareem's better than him or these players. They're all – they have physical advantages. I think a lot of that is – and I'm not going to say he's not a top five player. I'm not going to – I don't know what that is, but I think sure. a lot of it is when you see something you've never seen before, oh, of course, it's hard yeah. to find. Like, so, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so so the, the end of it is um, – I don't know. It's just the, – the whole – dialogue around the whole thing gets kind of exhausting like i'm not even interested in arguing <laughs> those things anymore like it's I, lebron is a great player he also has certain weaknesses a player like every player ever does and, and at some I, point I, it's has weaknesses yeah exactly that was my point when i brought up stuff it's just like i can't even 
you know, like I say that stuff and then, you know, I, you know, yeah, but like, that's never even, we could, I don't, I feel like we weren't able to talk about that ever. It's just impossible now because social media makes the voice. That's more of a social amplifies. Yeah. Yeah. Like Skip Bayless made a career out of slandering LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, like Nick Wright made a career. You know, not uh, liking the Warriors or doing the opposite. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We know that it's especially in Twitter and you know social media and stuff like that. um, It just feels like you have to take your position, and you can't really like everyone, right? You can't. I like. I think in another way, um, this is gonna. I'm just. I'm just here to like. uh, Make your fan base mad at me. So (laughs) I think they love you right now. How we talk about. Even how we talk about James Harden, sure. right? you know, like, um, especially as Warrior fans, you guys are taught not to like him or you guys are supposed to not like him. But also, man, take away the fouls and stuff. Dude is a really good player. He's a really good player. Of course player. he is, yeah. He's really good. And I know, but we can't acknowledge that without talking about the fouls and everything yeah. like that and drawing the fouls. And We're coming I think up that- short versus the Warriors every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I've had those. I have. I've had those arguments. Trust me. But, um, but also, you can also make the argument like, "Damn, who didn't come up short to the Warriors?" Sure. I, I'm sure you guys can also say like, "Yo, the Rockets were also the." I do have a level of respect for the Rockets just for the simple fact that they were the ones that the only team that really wasn't scared of y'all. They were not scared of you guys. Them, I think, and also the 2016 Thunder was yeah. during your run was the team that was no we're not gonna revamp we're not gonna wait wait this we're not gonna wait this dynasty out no we're gonna take them full hand and full stride and do i agree with the you know the referees uh appeals and stuff like that no i don't <laughs> but i do have a level of respect for the uh rockets for the fact that they just was like nah bro we're gonna we're gonna take the warriors toe-to-toe I mean, the Rockets are essentially my Oakland A's who I'm watching right now. Just try to manipulate a win with bullshit things going on right now. But that's a that's a different story. So I'm always going to have a lot of respect for them, too. Logan, Logan what is your, like – It okay, sounds like you've got gripes with how things are ta- – what is your – because I think Jason Maples, who's friend of the program, I don't mm-hmm. know if you follow him. He's done a very good job, in my opinion, in the last month talking mm-hmm. basketball, which – you know, to be like candid, I haven't really even talked basketball on the timeline for years. Because what's the point? What, so, right. what would be your ideal way to t- talk about hoops? Uh, I think it, a bit more nuance. Um, I think if, and I, I think that uh, even with Twitter, you're not allowed to change your opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of gotchas, based on especially based on new information, and I think that. I wish there was more nuance in the conversation that we saw on Twitter. And also I think I wish there was more balance, right? Because analytics, that's analytics is something that is a tool. Right. And I feel like sometimes we maybe go overboard on analytics and we don't take into account other things. And sometimes we take into account other things and we don't take account into analytics. So I wish there was more balance and a bit more nuance as to why things happen. You're with to- good faith, which just not a thing that happens anymore right. <laughs> in, in mass, uh, in mass media forums. Well, it's like, also, it's I mean, like a thing like you and I can do in person right. or like one-on-one, but like on a, mm-hmm. uh, on a social media platform, it's, Everything's about looking as like smart yeah. and tough as you can. I wish, and I, I think another thing, and I was talking about this with somebody else, and I think that um, with a friend, I wish that, and I'm not talking about journalists and things like that, but I wish that like former NBA players right. and former, um, and like old heads, I wish that 
they just don't this this iteration of sure. the game. I wish it was more. I wish it was more like skewed towards NFL to where if you see uh, um, Chris Collinsworth on a Sunday Night Football game, he's just like, man, I love this. Yeah. This guy, look, take a look at this guy. Take a he's, look at he's this selling, guy. yeah, He's celebrating the game in a way. You know, remember yeah. when like Bob Costas and how NBC used to do it back right. in the day where it was just like, it was theater. It was this, it was that. And I feel like with, with the takey generation, one, you always have to have a take. And I feel like yep. basketball in a lot of ways is, you know, it's, it, it just eats its own. And I wish that we could just, I wish that the players and the former players could just, um, the, the Costas football, players just, yeah. the Costas That's and good. the football points really been something good. we've been driving at for a while. Cause it's like, um, People want to feel like they're watching something special and occasionally you get it organically like 2016 and then the 2016 finals. Like you don't need someone to sell the stakes to you. Like right. it's very obvious, but like randomly in a regular season game in 2018 or whatever. Yeah. You probably need to push what James Harden is doing is special so people like get that fever pitch to actually want to watch it instead of cut to the studio and it's like people complaining he's not posting up or he's just foul baiting or whatever it may be. It, it comes back to having like a positive energy about the game and kind of trying to get people to appreciate it. Versus... And I'm not saying not hold him accountable, right? Like right, I'm not yeah. talking about journalists. I'm talking about like studio shows and things like that. I wish there was a bit more nuance and also a bit more like. Uh, Sorry, my my lights flickering out. I just hope I, <laughs> I just saw it flicker like I was. Uh, I saw anyway, that. <laughs> uh, I just uh, I wish there was a bit more nuance, and I just wish there was more celebration of the game. Right, uh, right. and not by journalists because we have a job to do. We inherently have a job to do. If James sure. is not playing well, we have a we have a responsibility to say he's not playing well. Yeah, yeah. However, if 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 Steph or like because just the whole thing with you know the whole narrative that. You know, that'll never happen. Three-point shooters, three-point right, shooters right. never. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, oh, this is crazy that this is happening. It's never been done before. We're um, just painting it with a, can they, can they do it? Can they really, like, they're, can they win playing this style that, like, we've never seen where it's, like, leading you towards, like, I want to watch yeah. if it can work or not, as opposed to don't watch this gimmick. It's not. It's not real. Or more so, just stay in the moment yeah. too, right? Because yeah. I feel like we, we, um, especially like in Kevin's last year. You know, he's not. He's not. Um, and I'm not saying that he didn't play a role in this because you know he did obviously. But the last year of players' contracts, or will he or won't he get traded? Sure. Um, um, I wish that there was at least just. I wish that we weren't always looking towards the yep. future, right? I think that. The coronavirus and things like that kind of taught us a valuable lesson that sh the future ain't promised and we have to get you know we have to celebrate what is happening now and i think that even with and i don't know maybe and you guys can speak to this more like even when it was talking about uh kevin's last year and kevin didn't feel like he was a part of this and I, right. kevin he said in the wall street journal that he just didn't feel like he was a part of this and i just wish that you know Guys could just see, like, man, this is just – and Steve Kerr also said this before the last season, like, man, we have to enjoy the moment that we're in because it's the probably the last time we're going to have this moment. And I wish that we as a collective 
and how we look at this sports and how we look at things. I wish that we were a bit more nuanced and I wish that we just stayed in the moment, man, because I don't think we realized, and I know, I, and I was guilty of this. We didn't realize that, um, that this was, that this Warriors run was just over yep. until like, at least for me, until, until Clay went down. When Clay went down and that night happened in game six, we didn't really realize it. You know, I think we thought the get times was always going to roll. And um, I think we should just have more appreciation of the moment. Absolutely. Um, that actually rolls into, we got like five variations of the same question. Bro, it's good. I'm here, man. I, I was, <laughs> it's like, I've been uh, trying to get on the light years pod for a minute. Bro. Let's go. Hey, Sam, give, give me, give me, give me a minute. Cause I got to do quick, uh, quick reads. Got to please, uh, please Kevin Jones. Got to, got to pay the, got to pay the bills. Yeah. Somebody's got to, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Uh, bet online. Uh, you, you know how this goes. Sports are, oh, Mike Felt. Sports are back. So are your chances. Sam's not happy. Classic. To bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball finally kicking off this week for now. And there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24 7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven time NBA champ Robert Ori. Actually, I saw Logan's best friend, Raja Bell. That's, that's their new show now, too. So. Congrats on that. See what they had to say uh, on there and what it would be like playing without fans in a series that they're calling Fandemic. Uh, visit BetOnline.ag. Uh, promo- Fandemic. Uh, yes. BetOnline, baby. For promo code BLUEWIRE, you know how it goes. Uh, you you uh, you use it, you get a new welcome bonus. Uh, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, we got one more. Deal Dash. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's a bidding site where you can win things you never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over a thousand auctions every day on everything. Electronics, appliances, beauty products. I know Sam loves Korean skincare. It's his favorite thing that he's been texting me about every night. Uh, unbelievable. He's got great skin. Home decor and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like, I got you. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer. Or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering your uh, my listeners, our listeners, an extra 100 free bids upon sign up. DealDash.com, promo code LightYears. DealDash.fm slash LightYears. DealDash.com slash LightYears. All right, we're back. Okay, I was going to say, we got like 15 variations of the same question asking Logan to share some story about one of his favorite things about covering the Warriors. A lot of people asking, like, anecdotal, tell something funny that a player did or something like that. So I'm going to throw that up and then we'll go from there. Okay. Because you co- So, first off, let, let's be real here. You, you, cover, you covered the Warriors for three years. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so pretty much they they went on a downward slope from the moment you got there. You know, sixteen seventeen was like greatest team ever. They had their worst um, record of the uh, my first year. The worst record of the run. Yes, they won a title, but the worst record. That was Um, second. Second year was KD's last year, and the third year, I mean, was the worst record in the NBA. Yeah, so I mean, if we're looking for someone to to blame, but anyway, we won't go there. So. Yeah, back to the question. I so mean, you, M- MT was blaming the pants, so that's that's all MT ever did. He was not happy about that. Marcus Thompson. Yeah. yeah. Is there? A, can I? Is it? Is it okay to slander Marcus? Yeah. Come on. That's all we do. 
I'm just playing. I just playing. <laughs> we <laughs> love we love Marcus. <laughs> Nobody loves Marcus more than Warriors fans, actually. I know, I know. It's um, crazy. Best anecdote, huh? Best. Okay, I'll tell you my. Okay, I'll tell you this. Um, it was my first. My first game was a loss, actually, for the Warriors. Uh, it was the opener. I guess the Rockets, yeah. The Rockets, yeah, against the Rockets. That was my first ever game covering the Warriors. KD hit the game winner after the buzzer. Yeah, air quotes, game winner. So, you know, I'm trying to – I don't know what – like, I've I'm just – you know, I'm a young dude. I'm like 24 at this point. So I'm just trying to get my wits about me and stuff, and I'm just trying to figure it out, trying to make small talk, and, you know, just try to get the hang of things. And so after that game – um Steve like is pissed Steve Kerr is pissed and I am you know, I, I know you guys have both been in the or, uh, Oracle Arena locker room or right. Oracle Arena press room and it's off to adjacent to the it's like down the hall from the old uh, uh locker room and it's across from the coach's locker coach's locker room yep. it's like a hallway and so um after the game uh Steve does his press conference and, um, you know, I'm trying to make small talk with Steve afterwards. And I'm like, do you think that this is going to do you think that it's good that you lost this game because it's a learning lesson because you guys played terrible? Right. But I set it off to the side. Right. Sure. And he says he goes back and he he goes, we played a fucking win. And he slams the door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, this is my first game ever. I'm covering the game. I'm like third on the beat. I'm not even traveling. I'm just, I was just trying to get small talk in. I didn't, that's when it simultaneously like was like, oh shit, this is real. And it really got my head right to to cover this team. (laughs) I didn't realize how competitive Steve was. Right. Let's see these things. But I saw it up close. He was like, and he didn't know me at this point. He was like, because he, he, when I said, hey, Steve, let me just talk to you real quick. And he was like, really cool. And then he's, look, he's like, huh? We played a fucking win. And he like, <laughs> he just turned us off. <laughs> I, actually, I actually love that because that's like one of the um, number one things we get. Like, Because like, Kurt knows how to charm people he wants yeah. to. I don't really realize like the the other side. Like he's he's as competitive as any coaches. He's one right? of the most competitive people I've been around, man. And I don't think that gets that's talked about enough. Um, I mean, I guess you see, you do see that, you do see the clipboard, clipboard <laughs> and stuff like that. He is very like, but it's I. It's funny how me and Steve's like relationship has evolved. Because then I was shook by his competitiveness. And now I kind of just laugh at it. I just like, it's funny. It's like when the time in Sacramento, when he gets, when he gets ejected, I think it was, it was the 2016, 2017 uh, season when they're up in sack. And I think uh, Kavon Looney uh, got called for a few fouls. I know Sam, uh, Sam's got Kavon. He got called for a few fouls and Steve goes bonkers and he has to like get restrained by mike brown and things like that and there's this <laughs> moment where he's like where he's about to to like mm, like get really pissed yeah and mike brown goes up to him and he puts his hand up to mike brown like i'm good i'm good and then like he, he <laughs> and then call another technical on somebody and he just goes bonkers and i remember one of the times i and this is just made me just being an asshole but i remember one time he got an ejection and I screenshot that and I showed it to him. 
And he was, <laughs> and that was a great laugh. Like and just him, just like, which is like really fit. Steve Kerr getting mad is is hilarious to me, and I love. It. So, I think I, I think the funniest part of the rocket story too is i bet you deep down steve kerr was probably like yeah i'm glad they lost probably i'm like, glad they lost he's a good coach he, he could but he could have but he didn't tell me that also, nah, he didn't know me enough no to be able yep. to tell me that in right. confidence he yep. had to do that um yep. and i get it yep. like i get it me and steve are good now like it's all good but that was like my initiation into this into this ecosystem was him saying we played a fucking win and i was like yeah <laughs> Do you think he's uh? Do you think he's happy that the um, the run is over, and they're kind of like I don't want to say the run's over, but like the whole the super team. Like we're never gonna see a team with that many players of that caliber at one yeah. time. Like now they're now they're kind of in. Yeah, this, even like, when Giannis sh- comes, it's not that much talent. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, well, like that's, they're, that's they're the gonna be yeah. like like what I'm saying. They're gonna be good next year, or they should. They at least should have a foundation to be like playoff good at minimum, mm-hmm. assuming they stay healthy. Sure. But like they're gonna be more of a normal NBA team where they're like, all right, we you know we we do certain things well. We have other things we have to mask, and you know we gotta see how it goes. Like they're not gonna have the inherent advantage. Well, yeah, this is the it's a different challenge for Steve, and I think that he's. I asked Steve, like, what's harder, being um, being a front runner and being the greatest right. of all time, and all of these things, or losing so much? And it's, I think, his answer was, it's a different type of angst. It's a different right. type of like, uh, it's a different type of challenge, because when you're winning. It masks a lot of different things. It masks a lot. It masks when the guy misses practice. It doesn't really matter as much because we're winning. Um, and whereas when you're losing, you have you're trying to build habits, right? And you're trying to build something. And a, you know, in a practice thing, like not everybody's gonna be like a high IQ dude like Draymond. Sure. Not everybody's just gonna get it like that when you're, or even if they don't get it, you have a Kevin Durant or you have a Steph Curry or Clay where there's just this big. Uh, margin for error, as sure. Steve said. So I think that it's it's equally taxing on the brain. It's just different how it's taxing. Right. I, I think that was a weird not answer, but it's I, I think it's true. Like you're it, inherently as a coach, you're gonna feel some type of way. You're gonna feel angst. It's just how you're I, winning or if you're losing. I think if if I was to give the the fan perspective on this, I think the fan base is probably excited. Because um, why you guys? Because you guys are in your normal element of losing. (laughs) No, no, I mean, um, okay, nothing beats year one of a team like being good. Like the Lakers, we use your Lakers example. Um, This is year one of them being good. Back on that, I want to push back back on that because I think the Warriors are a special case because I think there's nothing like year one and two for you guys. Sure. I don't think they'll ever be because I know the there's nothing like year one, but year two was just it felt just true. It felt but year two was a rare case where they actually built upon it and took it to another level. Usually, you guys felt slighted. Yeah, you guys still felt slighted because they they there was an asterisk on that title. I'm not saying there was an asterisk on that title, but that was the argument. Everyone felt like there again. That's the discourse around that one guy that is just disgusting. That has ruined basketball. Sorry, Sam, go ahead. That has ruined basketball discourse in the last half decade. I'm, man, it's not a really troll. It's just true. Um, but please go ahead. You're saying Twitter led to the uh, 20. 
It has nothing anything. to do with activism, right? It's just the way we talked about it. It's like you completely just destroyed a championship. I thought, and that I thought it was Doc who said that, who said it was an asterisk, right? Like, didn't Doc kind of allude to that? He's, he he was a, that. It was a lot of people, just yeah. to be clear. So, yeah. And that's what leads to, you know, them playing the way. Trying to is, go 73. Yeah, that's, right. neither, that's neither here nor there. Now, now obviously, all right, so KD leaves. Well, he tears his Achilles and he leaves. Then Clay, obviously, knee goes out. Last year, um, you know, it, it felt, you know, I felt like I was, you know, back in high school, like watching the nice 18-win team again. Uh, but uh, – it's like now it's like now I'm curious to see where they go from here. It's like because because there's stakes, you don't know what it is, and it's a positive. It feels way different than once when the only expectation is like title or bust. It's like every game is like anxiety I because think, a lot yeah. because you you there's no winning. There's only not losing. That's what it was. That's what it was in 2018. That's what it felt like. You guys just didn't lose. And I feel like it is whenever the season comes back it is prime and the peak of your season will be and this is like the highest ceiling for me for you guys' team is the big fu energy right right forgot about us we're just gonna go like draymond's in shape steph just has like a ridiculous mvp season and they just get one more title out of it you know what i mean right big energy and you know, maybe Giannis comes, maybe he doesn't. But like, this this has the potential to be a very fun team, just for the simple fact that it's just like y'all doubted us, y'all forgot right. who we were. Whether we're gonna, whether it's real or not, out. it's felt real. So that's all that matters yeah. at this point. Um, that's what you guys have been yeah. saying. That's what not even the fans, but players have been saying. Like y'all forgot about us, and I feel like that's the energy you guys are. Doing. All right, you, I do want to. Yeah, I do yeah. want to ask about that. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you're you've been in NBA locker rooms the last three years. Yeah. How much do you? More than that. More than that. But yes, yes. I mean, well, you were in Memphis before that, right? Memphis, but I interned in Sacramento since the uh, like I started my first year, like even being around the NBA was 20, the lockout year, 2011 and 2012. Oh, wow. So, like, I, I've seen, like, locker room. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, so, yeah. during college. But you're younger than me, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. out here. Sheesh. I was going to say, Warrior fans love to feel like no one respects Steph. And – but you do know part of that, it's not a complete lie. So, on what level do yeah. you feel like they are not – given their due, given what they're accomplished. Um, and how much of that, that – here's a better way to frame it. How much of that is real? They don't get the respect they deserve relative to what they achieve. And how much of that is just more of the nature of everyone in the NBA is hyper-competitive? I think and it's a bit of both. You, that's, yeah, I you, think you that's have to get to LeBron like – said nobody believed in us today. It was comical. <laughs> <laughs> that so that, that shit was funny. Talking. Here's the thing. We're not even talking about LeBron right now. It's my favorite and thing. Yeah, I, we didn't it's my favorite thing. It's okay. my favorite thing. Anyway, I'm not going <laughs> to. the original question. It goes back to the argument of we've never seen anything like this before. So it's hard to kind of critique it. So when you see something that you've never seen before, it's like, oh, I'm better than them. I'm better. Why is he getting so much love? Like, he just shoots a basketball. But we've never seen nobody shoot a basketball the way Steph has. And also, it's the competitiveness of, let's keep it a buck. Steph came out of nowhere. Right. The 2013 season, he came out of nowhere and was just like, 
I don't think we really realized what Steph was until that 2015 season, until like he made that MVP. And also it's competitiveness, right? You talk about Russell Westbrook, who was on a trajectory of one of the best point guards in the league. Um, and then Steph comes, right? Chris Paul. And then James yeah. Harden, Chris Paul, same thing. Yeah. Uh, James Harden. Um, and you could, and I know y'all don't want to talk about this, but you could make the argument that James Harden should have won that MVP in 2015. Sure. You absolutely would. And so, and he's making, James is like, I should have been MVP. LeBron is like, Kyrie and Kevin Love wasn't there, and I still had 2-1 lead on y'all. I should have beat you guys. I should have done this, right? It's a bit of both. We've never seen this before. And there's, let's be keep it a buck. Hindsight bias. Weird. NBA players are very weird in competitiveness. They sure. are. It's just it's what it is. They're they're just they're wired differently. They can rationalize to themselves that I should have done it this way, even if it doesn't make sense. So well, you you don't get um, to that level without a a level of extreme self confidence in your abilities. So right, right, for sure. And so I think that it's a bit of both. Okay, um, Andy, where do you want to go with this? I got some good questions here. I'm here, bro. Like I'm here, man. Like as long as I'm here. <laughs> Are you? You're not covering the Warriors next season, Logan. All right, you're done. Uh, no, no, I'm done. Uh, I'm I'm going to be just full disclosure, and I got to play my plug. Like, listen, this yeah. is probably too late to plug, but um, listen to the, I'm going to be on the Ringer NBA show uh, every Monday with Raja Bell throughout Ooh. the season. Um, and we had a great first episode. Me and Raja had a great first episode. We started it out by talking about the clothes. The clothesline. <laughs> Because I feel like we have to, we had to do it that way. But we had a great rapport. I love working with Raja. I think it's going to be a great partnership. And uh, we're also going to be writing on sports, music, and culture. So I'm really excited about that, just to kind of spread my wings on that. And so we got a lot of stuff um, brewing at the ring. It's about damn time they brought someone in to do that because they ain't going to bring me and Sam in to do that type of stuff. So shit. <laughs> oh, we just got to walk out Grand Slam for the A's. By Dude, the why are you yeah. breaking A's news <laughs> on the fucking podcast? I ain't going to lie, though. I grew up an A's fan. I don't know Did about you, you Andy. A Giants. Fan, yeah. so I'm, fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> 2002 A's are like, have my heart and soul. Like, they, that's that's who I'm with. But, wow. so yeah. Um, Outnumbered me. Wow. Check, out the, check out The Ringer. Check out Spotify. We will. It's, um, I, I listened to the first episode. It was great. I'll be checking out more as they go on. Um, are you going to be, uh, you going to be writing as well? Yeah, I'm going to be writing. On, like I said, sports, music, and culture. Um, I'm still based in the base. So like, if there's a, I'm not going to fully be out of the Warriors sure. mix. You know what I mean? I feel like if there's Warriors stuff and stories that are compelling, I'm definitely going to be right. But you'll be covering that. national. Um, on a, if it takes national, a it's kind of a thing, right? Like I'm not necessarily like a full NBA writer on the ringer, right. but I'm also not, not an NBA writer on the ringer. It's, and I think that's, what's great about this site is, you know, a lot of people, you can do so many different things uh, with this site. So uh, I'm excited to, to get started. Nice. All right, we got Bill, this- Bill Simmons an asshole in real life or via zoom. <laughs> Nah, nah. <laughs> Via really Zoom, cool. that's actually because I've been really, really, really cool so far, man. He's been really supportive in a lot of different things. So I mean, I brought the Simmons. Nice. Um, all right, we got this question here. So uh, before you were on the Warriors beat, you know, Andy was known for dressing like a like he's basically a villain on Fast and the Furious to Warrior Games. Okay. Um, all right. Right. <laughs> your your style is obviously known on the Warriors beat. Now that you're gone, who's going to pick up the mantle there? Is there anyone? I mean, or are they? Just, I believe are you they, typed out Ethan Stroud. Or are they just? Are is it now just 
total was just khakis and polos. Tim Kawakami. I honestly think it might just be khakis and polos. I think Marcus. I think Marcus would just take his throne as like the sauciest dude on. I don't like giving Marcus compliments, but I think he's gonna take back his throne as like the sauciest dude on the beat. I think that's where we're going with it. Um, I just think that like, and I think that other people on the beat will just say this: like they don't, they didn't, ca- they don't care about that type of stuff. Okay, you know what I mean? They they just don't. So I think that so Ethan's we, Ethan's not gonna be showing up with some some Ethan fitted, used to uh, care, which some, is funny some fitted. Ethan, uh, plaid pants or something no no nah, nah. ethan used to care he used to wear like 11s and to the game and stuff like that like he used to care but i feel him in a lot of ways because he said um you know when you get 30 and washed you know you just start looking for comfort and that's what he's doing right I mean, now. he married that's like what well, he got you know like nate and danny be walking in with jordans all the time and i'm like bro like yeah <laughs> It's Nate and Danny. It's Nate and Danny. I think Marcus is going to take back his mantle as the sauciest dude on the beat. I think that's what we're going with. If Marcus shows up, Marcus Thompson, when he when he comes and then just skates out, (laughs) I think that's what he. I think that that's that's where we are. (laughs) Marcus coming through in the third quarter only. Classic. Getting an exclusive and like blowing us all out of the water. (laughs) Okay, bye guys. Okay, here you guys want to know a story? I'll tell you a story. You guys want to know a story? Okay, so boom. It's a Marcus Thompson story. And I think it's like it's a it's a bit of a flex. So the night that Steph got hurt when he hurt his hurt his um which which night which night did he hurt when he hurt his when he broke his hand when he broke his okay okay that happened the last year so I don't, I don't know if Mar- – I think Marcus came, like, during, a, like, a normal Marcus time or whatever. Like, he just rolled through. And, like, Steph hurts himself. And we're all in the media room. And we're all, like, figuring out, like, oh, what's wrong with Steph or whatever? What's going on? And um, Marcus gets up and he's like, yeah, let me go figure this out real quick. Five minutes later, he breaks the news. <laughs> like he goes, he's like leaves, and then and then he like he walks in and like with like a little stroll, like ta. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's what I mean. Is just like, like yo, Marcus is just like he's he's dope, man. He just went in like, yeah, I'm just gonna go break this real quick. Don't no trip. Don't even trip. I got this real quick. It just and then did his walk thing, and it was like looks, and he's like what what's it what and we're like we're fucking in awe of him (laughs) by the way it sounded like you had this similar story too um because marcus hit me this is way earlier maybe 2014 and had tried to put me on some uh beat jobs too so he's he's truly like the nicest like he just wants to see yeah i think that people are just now i think he's just now really getting his flowers because i mean he don't really i don't think he doesn't like politic for himself in a lot of ways you know like with a mentor and things like that he just does a lot of history on the low um and uh i think that um you know he's just now getting getting his due uh but marcus is great about that type of stuff like he'll just check in like yo how you doing what's going on yo i got this opportunity for you do you want to do this real quick all right bet or you guys probably know this he'll just send the text and with no context like Yo, what you doing? Like, I got this for you. Yo, reach out to bruh or like do this. And um, yeah, like he's dope, man. Like Marcus is is Marcus, and in all serious, Marcus will always get his flowers from me. You know what I mean? So, and honestly, 
Marcus was like the inspo to a lot of like the fits. He would never wear none of the outfits that I wore, but just the audacity that I had to wear a lot of the stuff that I wore. It's because Marcus has a lot of audacity in what he wears. Um, and he doesn't really care, but will still like kill us on the beat. So um, he's he's definitely an inspiration in a lot of ways. Marcus Thompson segment. There you go. Yeah, man. Let's not. Can we? Do we have the gas? Mar- yeah, I don't, we, we, we done. We done with that. We're, we're, we're pivoting. Right now. We're pivoting. We're off. Right this is like the second time I've done a. Po- I did the uh, Black Opinions Matter podcast, and oh, it just, nice. I was like, on, bro. How many times do I got? Like, I, I, I was like gassing him, and it's rightfully so. But I was like, damn, I'm gassing him so much. And you know, Marcus was probably like, why are you doing this right now? So. <laughs> we know was. We know was. That's what was like. Um. Office stuff. I know there's some dream on some dream on stuff that we could ask about, you know, um, you know, there's some tension there, you know, but there's always tension there. Kind of curious how Clay Thompson and Steph are feeling during the offseason. I don't know, Logan, if you're keeping in touch. Like, those are some of the things. How about this? How about have you heard whispers on or talks about how they're planning to to build for the future with with well, all the money stuff, the trade player exception? Because that's everybody's question. In Warriors. So your question about um. Steph and Clay, or Clay and I, Clay is is doing really well. Um, I know that uh, last month, like he was working out with Steph, and I know that that was something that he was doing, um, getting better. And he, from all, everything that I've heard, he's doing like really good. Um, he's fully fully engaged. But yeah, I think he worked out with Steph last. I, I don't think I know he worked out with Steph um, last month, and they were um, getting it in. So um, that's something that. He's all systems go. And do your thing about Draymond, bro. Like, I wouldn't there's, – there's always some level of tension with Draymond. And I think – and everyone will say that's why he's so great. And that's why he figures it out. And, you know, like the tension with him and, and, and Steve. Uh, I wrote something after the uh, conference finals uh, for NBC about how that they have grown through that. And that's a way that they have, they have grown. Um through that tension and how they have figured out how to deal with each other. So, I mean, I don't think, and I also talk, I've talked to Draymond, like Draymond doesn't does well when he's, when he has a chip on his shoulder, like we know right. this. And uh, he has to have somebody to push and have somebody and have that kind of creative tension. So um, I wouldn't put too much because I feel like you guys have dealt with that and the Warriors have dealt with that throughout his whole career. All right, so you're looking at this Warrior team going into next season, if next season happens. Yeah. Let, let's let's pretend that a miracle happens and we get back to normal life in 2021. Um, where, one, what do you, like, let's take out the whole, like, oh, they're going to get Giannis or some sort of, like, superstar trade. So let's assume they're running back their core guys and kind of filling around that. What what do you what would you put around those guys? What do you think they're going to put around those guys? And where do you think they land? In the the thing is, um, like, what kind of last year? Uh, yeah, so I think last year they didn't have a center, bro. Like, they just yeah. did not have a true center. Marquise Chris revitalized his career in Golden State, played really well. But let's be honest, he is not an NBA center. He was playing out of position most of the time. So if you guys can get Marcus Gasol, if you guys can get someone like that, maybe, I don't know, was it Serge Jabaga or somebody sure. like that, and that range, that would be great. Sure. Um, I, I think I, if you guys get Marcus Gasol, dude, 
I think that would be perfect because it's like if Andrew Bogut yep. could shoot yep. and yeah. shoot at the top of the key, because that's somebody, I think that's something that you guys were trying. I would say you guys, the Warriors were trying to get with DeMarcus. <laughs> it's just somebody that could pass. He just wasn't healthy. Right. Somebody that could pass. His body the top wasn't of the there. Exactly. Somebody that could pass the top of the key, hit the three ball and do a lot of different things. But if you guys could get a Marcus saw or somebody like that, that would stabilize the offense that would do a lot of great things as another passer. Um, you guys would be off and running if you guys did that. And I think that you guys would be a contender. If you guys can get a passing big and somebody um, that's a build around this thing, because you guys played well um, in spurts, you guys, you know, the, the, the uh, game that sticks out to me is that Denver game right before the coronavirus hit um, is when you guys, the one where really the well. one where dream on losses shit at D'Lo. At the end of the game, defensively. No, 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 not that one. I'm talking about the one in Denver. The oh, okay. one in Denver, okay. where, where the rookie shined, where the rookies just oh, ball okay. um, down the stretch. Uh, you guys, there was some times where you guys, you know, there may be some some things. If you guys can use, uh, you guys can get like Glenn Rob back yeah. if he wants to play. I know that he said he wants to come back to the Bay. He's told, he said that, you know, on record, like he would not be opposed to to um coming back so if you guys can get a guy like that and just like stabilize your bench and have a big a big time passing big yo man i warriors can be right back in the mix i do like you guys because sam just i know he's got kirk and ken on line one so he just, he just hits him fun, up huh? no 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 not, not y'all oh it just it's just him not me i just andy, i'm chilling andy, 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 i've seen um, andy he's doing the fake humble thing where, that just, he doesn't know what like, I'm I'm re- I'm relaxed. Uh, I, I I got a question here for you. Here, here's one from someone. They're asking about Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. You you Ooh. man, you really only covered him for like a month huh? <laughs> before it shut down, right? Yeah. You have, any, you have any impressions of him? Uh, real low key, dude. Because okay. um, I mean, he's like just from a Warrior fan perspective. Um, I mean, everyone has opinions on what they think of him as a player. We like him now. Uh, but like, you know, you don't really have much at this point. No one knows him as a personality, I guess. So I'm saying, okay, well, no, I, I, I've spent some time. I mean, like I've talked to him. We, we, we had a good rapport, me and me and Drew. I think that, um, he was, he was at that point, he was still trying to get his, his wits around. He was trying to get an apartment still at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He was, he was staying like, that's, he was usually, staying that's usually a three to four month process. Wow. Right. And so I think then, and then he had to go, I think he went back home. Right. He went back to to uh to Canada, so he was still trying to get his wits. He still has a family. He had a he has a kid. Like he, he was still trying to figure things out. Um, but I think that there was a lot of promise in in his game. If you talk about the the time, right. uh, it was a game in Phoenix. One of the games yeah. in Phoenix, he just balled and he just showed a lot of athleticism. Book. If you guys can find him into that type of role where it does, where like. He already got his bread. Let's just—he already got his money. He already has that. Stop looking at him as the guy that's a max player. Right. Okay. Just stop looking. Stop looking at him through the prism of that. He already got his money. Just look at him as a role player in that third best player on the team, or like maybe the fourth best player on the team. If he can just play within that role and that structure, and the Warriors can get him out, get him into that mindset. Sky's the limit for that team. Like you guys would be good. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of, I mean, this all feels small once, once like a pandemic hits and all that stuff happens. But like, 
we got one game of, of Steph and Wiggins, and you're like, ooh, this could be actually like even in a lost season. It's a great game. Uh, that was a fun, fun game. To, Toronto game was a very really fun, yeah, fun game. Yeah. It, I, was, I was looking forward to seeing kind of what you'd see out of the last 15 games, figure out kind of how that would look going into the next season. Now it's just kind of an unknown at this point, right? Right, right. I think, right. But, but a- Andrew would be really good if he just plays that role that he's playing. Like, I right. think he'll be he'll be fine. Um, I mean, I think we also, I think he also has a chip on his shoulder. I mean, the limited reactions that I, uh, limited interactions that I've had with him, he just had a chip, and he was a guy that was like, "Yo, man, like I don't like I don't like this reputation stigma yeah. that's on me." And I think he, he popped off one time during a media scrum, like, yo, those people don't know what right. the hell they're talking about. You know, I think True. that he has that. And I mean, I just covered him for a short time, but I'd never heard nothing like that, just pop him popping off. So if he could just get that oomph, then it'll be fine. People like Andy Lou on Twitter just talking shit. Um, all right. Best worst, John has a fun one for, yeah, low, for yeah, you. Let's get it. Fa- favorite player to cover. Oh, he said not name Steph Clay, but I don't care. Like favorite player to cover, the, yeah, during your time. It doesn't even have to be a Warrior guy. You covered other teams too. Uh, or my other favorite players. player to cover. Uh, I got a couple. My favorite player to cover though was uh, I love covering Jordan Bell. Love covering Jordan Bell. Um, I just thought there was just. I love. I mean, movie. when I think when you talk about nuance. We didn't really hear his full story, man. And I think that he was going through a lot of he he he's been through a lot. I'll say that. And um I just wish he figured it out. You know what I mean? I wish that that happened for him and I wish that he figured it out in Golden State. Um I you know, and I think that he very candid dude said what was on his mind. You know, he had a lot of stuff that you know, he was going through. I wish I just wish that it would have worked out in Golden State for him. So Jordan Bell was was one of my favorites to cover. Um, Pat McCaw was a, a, one of my favorites. And you got to understand, though, like I came in when I came. My rookie year was Jordan's rookie year and it was Pat's second year. And I didn't have the locker room at that point. So when you don't when you first start and I guess, you know, if, if young journalists are, are out there listening, um, you try to go. You go to the role players first because that's who you're going to get your stuff from. You make sure you have a relationship with those guys. And that's who I was telling stories on, like the Quinn Cooks and the uh, the Pat McCall's, the Jordan Bells. And so and Quinn Cook's another guy. Quinn Cook is amazing. Like Quinn Cook is dope. I love, I love, I love working with Quinn. But as far as stars go, um, Draymond and, and, and Kevin, 100%. Draymond got the best quotes. Yeah, Draymond had the best quotes, but Draymond held you down. Um, Draymond always held you down. Um, and uh kevin because i loved working because me and kevin also have a um we had a prior like kevin always was somebody that looked out too and kevin um even when i was like an intern he would always like look out for me and things like that uh and not to say that i had a bias towards him or anything like that you know because i always reported him fair always you know and i think that um kevin was just somebody that just he was interesting because there was just so many layers to him. And I'm sure you guys see that when he's when he's like on Twitter and things like that. I think, and I've told him this, and I see you, Andy. I already see <laughs> I see I'm, you. I'm, I, I already see you. But I think with, with uh Kev, it was more so like I wanted to just get to know Kev and the person and get to know 
um, him. And I think that he was one of the most normal, like superstars ever. And what I mean by normal is, bruh, he's checking Twitter all the time. Yeah. Who doesn't check Twitter all the time? Who doesn't check their Instagram yeah. all the time on, right. on a normal level, right? And so he was a guy that was vulnerable, you know? And I really, you know, I wish I kind of had more time with him, to be honest with you. And so uh, I think the young guys, Jordan Bell is probably one of my all-time favorites to cover. Um, Coaching staff didn't seem to like him a lot, too. I, that was really one yeah, and of the things. And, you know, and that was a lot of that was warranted, too. You know what yeah. I mean? He did not have a good relationship with the coaching staff. Yeah. And he admittedly, he missed he missed practices. You can't yeah. do that, Ricky. Yeah. You can't do that. Um, and he he missed practices. He didn't, um, you know, he, did, he, he didn't, he was still finding himself. And he did not find himself. Fast enough. God, he had so much talent. I liked Jordan. One of our, one of it, our favorites. We thought know, he was going to be. It's really pee. funny because I remember that Christmas Day game. Uh, Steph missed oh, it. Yeah. And it was uh, both McCall and Bell started. And obviously it was uh, Clay, KD, and Draymond, the other three the starters. defense was and, amazing. And they were – I mean, if you'd have told me like six months later Twitter. both those guys would be off the team, I'd be like, no chance. You yeah. also think, though, like Jordan – like for – Everything that Jordan did bad, and he did a lot of like he he missed a lot of assignments, and we've right. seen that like assignments. But they always put him in at the biggest moments. Yeah, right. Houston we talk about the the Rocket series when they need a guy that can guard multiple multiple positions. They put Jordan Bell in the in the, in the fire, and uh, he was a big time player for them in a lot of ways. Yep. So, um, you know, Jordan was and he was always candid, man, and so he's probably like. When it's all said and done, he was one of my top players to cover. I mean, and I know that's not like the sexy thing, the sexy no, pick. Perfect. He's not a yeah. star, but like those are the those are the guys that you really build a rapport with. It sounded like McCall was similar too with the off the court stuff, kind of like Jordan Bell, where it's just like fans don't. I mean, even we, or me and Sam, yeah. like we don't really know the full story, and it's just like sometimes well, just like McCall these guys are like McCall just got in his head too much, man. McCall right. was real good. He was yeah, he was so smart on the court that it was weirdly a detriment, right? He really was Andre Godala. <laughs> he would just be like, okay, I shouldn't do this because of this, but his computer was working so fast Over- to where it was think- just overthinking everything. everything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so he needed to get to a point. And I thought that, uh, and he admitted this, if he would have, if he, I feel like, and I don't have this for sure, but he's kind of alluded to, no, actually, no, he said this on, he told me this on record. Um, if he could do it over again, he probably would have been a warrior to stay. He probably wouldn't have been playing against – he would have been in that series against Toronto, yeah. but he probably wouldn't have been a Raptor. He might have won, by the way, if they had – Clay gets hurt, maybe. But, like, he's better than McKinney. Like, way better. Yeah. Defensively, um, just, especially I mean, defensively, especially. Anyway, you slice that they were – Yeah, let's not, yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, I don't think you put that on McKinney. Uh, I think that <laughs> – that's unfair. Clay, that is fair. Here's That's another. Fair. Yeah, I don't think you put that. That's fair. Me. That's if fair. You, I have a thing though, man. If if Steph makes that shot in Game Six, right? You think it's over? You you think I mean, that's it? I'm not saying that think? it's over. I just think that like, listen, listen. Yeah. Momentum. The Raptors have never been there before. I know it's a home game on the road, but I'm just like. Because they showed so much heart in Game Five, the right. way those so much. That's probably one of my favorite games that I've ever covered. That yeah, that's probably that one is one of my favorite games for show. That one more than uh, Houston Game Six. Yeah. When, uh, yeah. I was I covered that one too. That one, but that was weird. The Houston Game Six. Wait, wait. 
You're talking about. I'm thinking of the year. I'm thinking of the year after. Sorry, I'm thinking the clay goes off. I'm thinking of clay going I'm off. I'm thinking the one. You're thinking of Steph going for thirty in the I'm second. I'm thinking half. the one. The game. Uh, yeah, where Steph had thirty-three. In the that second was a funny half. game. But here's yeah. the thing: there was more. I feel like there there was way more stakes in Game Five of the finals. Of oh, the finals. Right. Right. That was an elimination game. And also, I never bought into the fact that, like, oh my goodness, the the um. The Warriors are doomed. Like, um, nah, right. man. This team is tried and is is try is tried and true. Like, they were also up three two in the series. Right. You know what I mean? I, I I don't. I never got into that narrative of like, oh, they're in trouble now. They right. were coming off a win, and they were up three two in the series, yeah. and they had Steph Curry on the roster. Like, and also, we. I know I talked about the Rockets having heart and also taking it to the Warriors, but like. They never closed out a series. They they choked royally both years. James right. Harden in that game six at home, that fourth quarter was one of the I've rewatched. I mean, we've all rewatched that. Well, a lot. I'm sure as a Warrior fan, that was so emotional. That pick and roll down the stretch with Steph and was with, with Steph and Dre just getting it Flashbacks. done. Sure that, there was some thug tears being yeah. shed. I will say nothing was probably more emotional than the the, the game five though, because like obviously Katie goes down. And you think the season's over, and they pull it out right at the end there. They that was supposed to win that game. No, bro. they weren't. It should, they should have, the they should have the gone court. home right there. Bro, you got Mr. Fab on the court. You got Clay at the end of the game talking to Steph. You got Clay Thompson pointing, pointing to the to the Warriors fans in Toronto. Like, I don't. You guys don't realize how loud it was out there. How it was like Oracle 07. It was what Oracle used to be. In Toronto, it was so loud. It was a hockey environment, <laughs> and they were down. And then Kawhi goes on that one man show, and I'm sure you guys are like, "Well, it's over. The dynasty is over. Right. It's over." And the Warriors just figure out a way to do it. That's my fa- that's my lasting impression that they just had so much heart going into that game. That six. that finals loss was what well, you actually haven't seen any slander on that. Uh, that's they one of the things like where you just can't really make teams. jokes. They went out like some Yeah, you teams. can't I say anything. Yeah. yeah, there's really, like, even from the people that, you know, obviously, like, they make it like, like how I troll um, LeBron stuff, like, the people that do that with the Warriors, even that was like, well, what can you really say? Especially and, when the guy pops a knee and then pops an Achilles. And, yeah, man, they were some straight, straight dudes, man. I, I can't really say anything <laughs> about, they were just, they were, they went out like, like real ones. They went out like some real ones. When did you know Katie was? Oh, I was gonna go ahead. Go for Uh, it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna end this stuff with. I know we're at the last. I got two more. You take that one. Two more. more. We're gonna do Katie for five minutes, maybe. Logan, let's do it. Yeah. When did you know he was gone? Um. When did I know he was before the season? Obviously, but when before the? It was (laughs) much before before the season for sure. It was funny though because. At media day, that's the happiest I had ever seen him. <laughs> I'm, going, you know I'm I mean? going to hang out with boy Kai. Yeah. Like, the, the no, no, no. I'm talking about Warriors media day going into um, that season. Was like the happiest I had ever seen him covering. That was, covering a, that was funny because they started the season off in like the best vibe for like about a month there before the uh... – The sideline. <laughs> yeah, and, um, exactly. When did I think he was gone? Uh shoot, probably during the playoffs. Even though, like he said, like I had put this thing out on NBC. We talked about it. He said, like I haven't made no decisions, none of that. 
I just didn't see a scenario where he was coming back at that point during the playoffs. Even when he said, "Like, no, I haven't made a decision." You didn't think he was. You didn't think he was out when he undressed Ethan in the press conference. I mean, (laughs) or you just laughed. (laughs) I laughed. I mean, I laughed. Uh, You know, it's funny. Ethan used. It's funny how how stuff works. Like Ethan uses that soundbite on House of Strauss all the time. Oh, it's it's yeah. I mean, mean, he like he's like a perfect heel. He's a perfect heel. Um, But I think that um, it was funny because I was like, I thought there was might be like a sliver of hope. Like right. towards the finals, where he was like, "Oh my God, I love this team! I'm like a torrent. Like, let's just do it." But like, the writing was on the wall. It it, it just seemed like the marriage was over. Um, but I think during the playoffs, ironically, during that Clippers series where he's just falling, he was just like, "Let's just." It was just at the point where it was like, "Let's just get one more. Let's just do and it." They would have. And so mm-hmm. that was the best I'd ever seen. I'd seen him yeah. play in person was a Clippers series. He was on another level in, against the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, those 10 minutes against Toronto was truly one of the most ridiculous 10 minutes or whatever it was. Like, I was like, okay, bet it's over. Like, they were going to light them up for three games. Yeah, it's exa- like they were going to light them up. Like, it would have been a 3-1 comeback, but, like, not really a comeback. Or yeah, because like, it was just too easy. Yeah. You know, when, like, when a team, like, just – it was a road game and they just neutralized him on the road, he was just hitting the, ah, shut up, just ah, stops, shut up, yeah. ah. You could hear it in the crowd, too. They're, they're just like, oh, this isn't oh. the team we've – I just want to say, Toronto, I, it's probably my favorite NBA series. Oh, I was going to ask you that. Is that okay. <laughs> I did it. Okay, if you have any more questions, I'm down to ask them, but I just want to just say, like, <laughs> Toronto was the best experience I've ever had in my life, was being in there for Toronto. Honestly, it was a little selfish. I wanted Steph to hit that shot because I just wanted another three days in Toronto because it was that great of a did you hit Did Steph you go to with, Rebel? Did you hit Steph oh, with the, you just ruined my Toronto trip? <laughs> well, like, okay, so I had learned my lesson from Steve Kerr. So I was I, I was not going to do that after a loss, especially under that. And also, I was sad, too, man. I'm from Oakland, man. Like, Oracle Arena got shut down. I'm over here being nostalgic. Like, right. Man, it's over, bro. Like, damn. It's, it's, it's really over. It was sad, bro. But um, Toronto was – I had so much – I had a blast in Toronto. We got to get back. We got to get out of there. So we Did you enjoy back. Rebel? Rebel, I didn't go out there. Yeah, no. I, w- I wasn't. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, don't yeah, know for sure, for sure. Andy, Andy, for sure, please, for sure. Sam, all right, we got one more. <laughs> right, we're gonna we're gonna end on this because um, bubbles going on right now. One, what are your thoughts on the early bubble games? Two, give us a pick for who's gonna win this whole thing. Uh, you enjoying it at least? I'm enjoying the bubble. I'm, okay. I'm actually kind of like I love you guys, so I, I had to get on the pod. But I was, I was, nice. I was um, disappointed. I had to get away from that. that right? Houston game. Yeah. That um, I okay. I'm. I think the bubble is going really well. Probably better than expected so far. Sure. I was. I was really surprised about the atmosphere because I just thought it was just going to be some glorified pickup. Right. They put fan noise in. It's been a fun experience. They've done a really good job. Uh, producing I, I think it helps that they 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 shut out like the the seats around it doesn't feel like they're playing in an empty gym it just yeah. feels like they're playing on like this like produced court yeah it's, it's fun it's really fun um i think that i i pick, i already made my pick i picked the lakers to win it all <laughs> i picked i picked the lakers to win it all and the reason being is like at, at the very least i have them coming out of the west because 
I haven't, and I'm sure you guys can agree with this. With the Clippers, I get the argument for the Clippers coming out of the West. I just haven't seen the sense of urgency throughout no, the season yeah. the Clippers that I would like to see out of a first a first year team trying That's to true. reach a title. And I haven't seen that. They, and there's been so many excuses against yep. the Lakers when they have like mashed throughout the season in the Western Conference. The, they have the best. The Clippers in the Conference. have uh, like third, fourth year of dynasty vibes. Which they, is yeah, no right. reason. Which is like, no reason. It's really weird. Um, well, it's it's very appropriate for the, historically speaking for the Clippers to do something like that. Right? <laughs> like we've gotten the best team we've ever gotten, so we're just gonna coast through, right? <laughs> without Unreal. doing anything. Unreal. So I think that uh, I have the Lakers winning it all. Um, but one team that I that I just I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Did the Rockets win the game tonight? They did. Did they win the, okay. They did. So my Rockets, look at this. I I don't get, I can't, I don't get the Rockets and they're good. I don't get, I don't get how they're doing this. I have no idea why. Right. I have no idea how this is working, but it's working. Like they, they beat the the Milwaukee Bucks the other night. Hey, by the way, they lost, they lost tonight just to be. Oh, I thought they won, but I can't get, I can't even gas them. (laughs) Shout out Dane. Um, But uh, I just can't, I just, I just, I don't get it. It's a weird lineup. It reminds me a lot of the Oh, right. Warriors where, where there's no, uh, you just a mellow game winner. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thanks. Ben Cruz. Shout <laughs> out to the um, but, um, I just couldn't, I, I, I can't get a, a gauge on how to scout them or anything. Well, there's no, um, there's no, uh, there's no prep work for playing them. Like there's no team you play 63s. where you're like, Oh, they're, they're similar, like uh, you know, like you play, uh, you play Boston, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, they're kind of similar to the Clippers, the way they want right. to play with the the movement, the wing heavy, and all that sort of stuff. They're like, no one plays like the Rockets, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. so it's just kind of like a, it's like a shock to your system. They're a fun like, team. Dude. They're a fun team, and I know you guys yeah. probably don't like, wouldn't want to say that, but they're a really fun team. No, they're they've been a lot more fun since they went full, just all full in all road. road, yeah, just full, full road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been and, and honestly, I think that's one of the matchups where if the Clippers or the Lakers have to, I mean, somebody's gonna have uh, to in the second round ready. where it's like they're not worn down yet. Ooh, no. Like I, I don't see them losing in under six. No matter who they play, they're gonna pick a couple games off you at minimum for sure. And then it's a series. I really like the team. I like the OKC Thunder too. I like. I love Say. We saw him earlier in the yeah. season. I really like watching him play. Um, I don't know exactly what the Pelicans are doing with Zion. Oh, they're done. Like, yeah, ooh. like if you're gonna if you're gonna play him, I play him. If you're not gonna if you're gonna not play him, then not play him because you guys need him. You need him to get through the stretch run. Figure that out. You know what I mean? Like, don't try. I don't. I don't get the minutes restriction. The communication's weird too. So <laughs> it's sure. like it, it's it, it's just it leads to more questions. You're like you're not making it easier on yourself, right? But I do like the Pelicans going forward. I love Brandon Ingram and I love um, Zion going forward if he can stay healthy, right? So we'll see, man. Logan, uh, sir, we got a Laker pick here. I'm, you know, God, we all Who do you guys got? God. I'm riding with the Clippers till it's till it's even over. After what, even after the argument I presented. Okay, it's so a I very fair I, argument too. I agree with you. Like every day goes by, I'm like, <laughs> look, man, at 
some point, I'm wait, you, you got to put this together. Mm-hmm. I still think they have the highest ceiling of any team who's, who's still around. Like, when the Clippers are locked in, they're the best team in the league. But okay. they're just not locked in on That's a regular the thing, basis. Man. The, and this is the thing. They're not the Golden State Warriors to where they could just turn on a switch. We haven't, sure. They haven't proven to us. Right. I, okay. I will say this, though. Like, when the, the game against the Lakers last week, no Lou Will. Beverly on a minutes restriction, no Trez. They're not going to win if they don't have their – they're not good enough to win without, you know – I mean, everyone talks about Kawhi and Paul George, but, like, they're not good enough to win without those guys playing Green. up to the level. Right, yeah, yeah. like, they're not They're not getting it done with with Kawhi, Paul George, Jamichael, and Zubac. I'm surprised yeah. Logan didn't mention Toronto because they, they, they look nice. and Toronto's good. Toronto's good. I, I don't want to let them – we all, I think we're making, I don't know if we're making a mistake. Out of one game? On Toronto. But I feel like they're at the point where we're always saying they're the most underrated team to the point where they're not. The, the Mike Conley of teams. Yeah, it's, oh, that's good. It's yeah, good. for sure. <laughs> like, honestly, man, I wish that they were, I wish that we were not in a pandemic and the Warriors were still good so we could have another trip to Toronto. I just like, wish I they, just, I just wish they kept Kawhi because can you imagine? Logan's Kawhi. mentioned that five times. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't understand the fun that I had in Toronto, Andy Lou. Oh, understand? I went to, I went to Toronto last July. I Bro, think <laughs> I had so much fun. A lot of Asians in Toronto. That's, I love that. I love Toronto. Shout out, shout out, shout out man. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a couple of years since Logan's, I've been there. Logan's a fan is, of the Philippines. Uh, here's another thing. And I it is an elite city. Point. Before we got to the pandemic, right, before we shut everything down, the trip that we had going forward, and I was so sad about this, it was we had a Milwaukee going up because we were going to see the Warriors in Milwaukee and sure. Trip is probably going to play. We had on that trip was Milwaukee, Toronto. We we're going to end it at Madison Square Garden. Whew. And I was, I was so sad. I was so sad. I was so sad. So, and we had an off day in Toronto too. So, you know, fuck this virus. Is what I'm saying, basically. And that's the perfect way. And that's that's the perfect. Uh, that's the perfect yeah. soundbite to end the fuck coronavirus. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> and go. Ben's back. All right, Logan. We appreciate you, man. Right, hey, good luck. Congratulations. Congrats on the Love rear, it. Everything. Have you on sometime soon. Yes, sir.